This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Psychic Hour here with True Crime Paranormal. I'm Christy Brower here with always my sister, co-host, partner in crime and psychic partner, Katie Weaver. Hey, Katie. Hello. We're excited <laughs> to join you live tonight. This is our Thursday night live stream. This is our psychic show. So kind of lay off the true crime for one night a week and talk a little bit about just kind of the psychic and energy side of things, which is pretty fun, I think. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we we could talk about this stuff for ever. Yeah, and have done. We've talked about this kind of stuff for mm-hmm. decades, for a decade, literally, on the radio yeah. and on podcasting. So, and tonight, I messaged Katie and said, "Hey, I think we should talk about space clearing tonight." And Katie said, "Well, that's really funny because that's what I think we should talk about." So, we did have one of our little moments, didn't we? We did. It must be a thing, you know, mm-hmm. right now. It is. It's just that time of year. I don't know. Always around Halloween, it kind of comes up for me around in October. I'm like, oh, my house needs cleared. We need to, you know, look at all of that. So we thought it'd be fun to talk to you all about that because we have been space clearing, clearing houses and buildings and properties and all kinds of stuff for a decade, more than a decade mm-hmm. now, yeah. professionally. Yeah. And so we, we have... have- a lot to share about space clearing. We're going to tell you some stories and we're going to t- teach you some skills. If you don't already have them, feel free to share your experiences in the chat. And we're going to talk about why space clearing is important because it is very and hi runs with scissors, mm-hmm. JR and Patsy. Good to see you all here. See everybody yeah. piling into the chat. Yeah, we love that. We do love that. Yeah. So, Katie, why don't we start with, uh, why don't, tell us a little bit about why, what's space clearing for? Why do we, why do we need to do it? Well, space clearing is kind of like cleaning your house, you know, and I'm going to refer to house, but, you know, apply this to office, car, property, camper, mother-in-law's house, whatever, right? (laughs) Walmart, (laughs) any space, Walmart, any space that you spend time in, but Space clearing is kind of like washing the dishes and scrubbing the walls and doing the laundry from an energetic place. And any place that people spend time in, or don't actually, uh, energy builds up. It tends to gather. And you'll end up sometimes with more energy there than you want, unnecessary stuff. Uh, For example, for us, because we live in a very, uh, in the winter, we are pretty, uh, much homebodies, you know, and here, you know, you're just, you're in most of the winter by spring. My house always feels like I can't stand it anymore. And Mm -hmm. I love my home. I I love my space, but you get that energy that has really built up and you just need to clear it out. And there's some really easy ways to do it. When my kids were younger, I would notice my kids were getting grouchier than normal, fighting with each other more. And I'd go, Oh God, 
this house needs cleared. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, but there's lots of reasons why a house might need cleared, you know? I mean, the main one is just living in it, you know? Right. But there's so much more than that. Uh, if you've been sick, you know, convalescing, if you've been grieving, if you've gone through a really sp stressful period, if mm -hmm. someone has moved out, if there's a divorce going on, if there is any kind of change happening, these are all times that it makes a lot of sense to clear the space out too and give yourself a clean slate. Well, and you know, I mean, we all, particularly when we're sleeping, but other times too, especially at high, high emotional times, we have a tendency to just sort of drop off or exude energy yeah. um, that, that builds up in various places in your home. I mean, your bed and your bedroom being number mm. one on that list we release yeah. a lot of energy while we're asleep. Mm -hmm. And so your bed and your bedroom need cleared really regularly. If you're not sleeping well at night, if suddenly you're just tossing and turning, you can't stop thinking about stuff, your bed mm -hmm. and your bedroom need cleared. Oh, or you're having bad dreams and you don't yes. normally do that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Or if you are um, have had a breakup in your relationship and you're still sleeping on the mattress that you slept on with that person. Yeah. That's a huge for one. clearing. Mm-hmm. In professional space clearings, we have a, a procedure that we're going to teach you that will, uh, you know, give us an idea of, is this space completely clear before yeah. we bless it and, 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 you know, leave? And nine times out of 10, if we get sent back in because something isn't clear, it is a mattress. Yep. Beds. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. But we spend, I mean, you know, a third of our lives, really on our bed. Mm -hmm. And, and when you're asleep and you're dreaming and you're, you know, you're more open and vulnerable, that's when you're processing energy and that's when energy leaves you. Mm -hmm. And it is a really important element of space clearing. Oh yeah. A huge one. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And we have been on some very interesting space clearings over the years. Oh, we sure have. I, I think it's probably the reason why we like to keep the paranormal element in our show and talk about some paranormal experiences is because we have had so many, um, you mm -hmm. know, paranormal experiences in space clearings and oh, called yeah. into homes that are having problems and things going on that we've cleared and released. We're not like the ghost hunters. We don't go in with the EVPs and the cameras and all that stuff. We go in as professional psychics and mm -hmm. identify problems that may be occurring in a home mm -hmm. and clear them, release them, send them on their way, whatever it is we need to do to clean up the energy and, and, and let it all go. Mm -hmm. Because there's a difference between just kind of stirring it up and actually identifying it and releasing it. And that's, <laughs> that's, that's what yeah. we do. That's what cracks me up about those shows and not to diss on them. I, they're fascinating, but it just cracks oh, yeah. me up that they go, they piss everything off and then they leave. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I would imagine things get worse in those spaces for a while because they've gone and stirred it all up. But yep. <laughs> yeah, and we, you know, we tend to do, um, you know, occupied homes, businesses, yeah. things like that. So places where things have to be cleared up so that mm -hmm. people can, I was thinking recently of an insurance office that we did uh, not too long ago that was very interesting because they, you know, you you think about when you work in a, an insurance claim office, you just deal with bad news all day. Somebody had yeah. a car accident. Someone died. Someone mm -hmm. had a huge, you know, water emergency in their house. And so the energy in that place was so heavy and difficult. Mm -hmm. 
and everyone was in crisis all the time. Um, the person who brought us in to clear the space said, you know, not only do we deal with crisis all the time, but all the people working here are constantly in crisis. Yeah. And the energy of crisis was just so heavy in that space. And mm -hmm. we cleared the space and we cleared the energy from that space and, you know, and, and, and gave them pr some procedures to practice, to keep the energy clear, recognizing that when you're the person that takes that call, you're taking on this heavy load. Someone's calling you to tell you mm -hmm. some terrible thing that just happened and needs your help. Mm -hmm. So you have to have an ongoing process to help clear in a situation like that, or it would just mm -hmm. build back up again. And eventually it would need a professional clearing anyway. But over yeah. time, you know, you can learn to kind of minimize the impact mm -hmm. of things like that. So there, there are lots of different kinds of space clearings and different places that we go. So maybe we ought to talk a little bit about that. Katie, do you want to share maybe a couple of different kinds of space clearings you, you've been on before? Well, I mean, there's some that are like that, right? There's just, there's the energy sucks. It's chaotic. You know, everyone's struggling. We need a clearing. And then there's the kind where there's like true paranormal activity happening. Yeah. Where there's, you know, there's, there's a disturbances happening. And Space clearing alone, like smudging, saging, you guys have probably heard of that. Maybe you've done it. We're going to talk more about it. That's not going to take care of that. Right. It may slow it down. It probably will slow it down for a while. But if there's actual like paranormal stuff, if there's like an entity in that space, just a smudging is not going to get rid of that. That's when right. somebody you know, like us that know, can see those things and know how to deal with them and get them out of the space. Right. And so, I mean, to me, those are probably the, the two most stark differences. And for a million years, you know, we owned a parent, uh, a phys wow, <laughs> a <laughs> metaphysical, there it is, a metaphysical store for 10 years. And so often people would come in and buy sage and they'd say, I got to smudge this space. I've got a ghost. Well, you say it's probably isn't going to take care of a ghost. And then again, no. does the ghost need taken care of? I mean, I always have a question there. Do they have to go? Right. What you know, kind of entity is it? Yeah. So there is definitely kind of two aspects to space clearing. But, you know, a lot of times it really is just the, I want to clear out the energy of chaos or the energy of sadness or whatever that's in this house that I just don't like anymore, you know? Yeah. Well, and like we've done a lot of clearings after deaths, after suicides, murders, um, mm -hmm. you know, illness that resulted in death. There's a lot of really heavy energy that builds up in a space after that. And we've been called into mm -hmm. clear spaces like that because that's you need some extra help when something like that goes on. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Especially when there's been a violent, violent occurrence uh, mm -hmm. or just not just but like a domestic violence incident, you yep. know an attempted suicide, any kind of, um, the energy of violence is terrible, you know, and it does it is. In the face for a long time. That frantic, so, angry, yeah. angsty kind of energy that, you know, you, you, you have to release that or you can't stand to continue to live there. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So yeah. what is, when you think of like the wildest space clearing we've been on, what stands out to you? Which, what's the one? Ooh. I'm going to say the colonial theater. Oh boy. Yes. Though there's a few others that are high on my list. Yeah. Okay. So tell us a little bit about that theater. So, 
So the Colonial Theater is this really old, it's about 100 years old uh, theater in, in Idaho Falls where we live and, well, where Christy lives. And the uh, Colonial Theater has quite the history. And, you know, it's a theater, like, a you know, that people go and watch shows and plays and concerts and things. And yeah. it has, uh, it, it, there's a... Uh, Oh, good Lord. You know, where the paintings are. <laughs> it has an, an art gallery. Thank you. My hell. It has a, I, I'm missing the thyroid. I don't know if you guys can tell, but that's <laughs> <laughs> also stolen half my brain and words. But anyway, yeah, it, it has a gallery attached. It's a really neat old building. It has a basement and that basement has a basement. And we had been hearing, we had a friend that was the maintenance man there. And had told us for years about the weird stuff that was going on in that building and how everyone knew that worked there that it was quite haunted. And so we had a friend who worked there who arranged for us to take a class, a group of our students in to tour the building and to do a big space clearing. And that was pretty amazing. Walking in and standing on the stage was an incredible experience. And then walking out into the audience to be able to really feel what was happening there because what we discovered there and then at lots of other theaters too is that um they're just an energy magnet there's mm -hmm. been so much emotion expressed there over all of these years and emotional expression creates a lot of energy that apparently attracts a lot of spirits because that place was full of them full oh, of them yeah. Lots of individual ones whose stories we were able to ascertain, but lots of them, too, that were just kind of there to the stage looked like it had multiple performances going on. Mm -hmm. When we went up all the way up into the top of the balcony, um, yeah. I could hear vaudeville music and like tap dancing and stuff going on on the stage. It was so cool. Yeah. Yeah, it was amazing. But going into the basement, holy Lord. So that not as amazing. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Well, that theater was there during the times of prohibition. And so there was a speakeasy in the basement. And then the lower basement apparently was more of kind of a, I don't know what they called it, a harem, I guess, or something. Yeah, it was like, a, it was a brothel. A brothel. There were actually tunnels under it, in old downtown that connected various businesses. And there was some speculation that there actually was a tunnel there that connected to others for the running of booze and women and whatever, but we yeah. didn't find the tunnel. I, I do think it's there, but we couldn't, some things were old and closed off. There had been a fire uh, down there as well. And so, but, and that fire had killed people, you know, there were yeah. people burned to Oof. death fire and that energy was still very ripe down there. There it was, was a very large portal open that was just allowing energy from and, and beings from this dimension and others to just kind of pass back and forth. Yeah. That was crazy. But there was an entity down there that didn't want us there, did yeah. not want us there. Uh, brothel. Thank you, Missy. Good Lord. I don't know where my brain is tonight. Uh, <laughs> brothel. <laughs> not a harem. That's completely no. wrong. Anyway, <laughs> uh, there was an entity down there that was violent towards us. Um, several things crashed. Several people uh, felt like there was something grabbing at them, grabbing their necks, uh, squeezing them, pinching them. 
that yeah, it was something else. And yeah, so it was besides smudging and clearing that enormous place. We did a lot of work down there to clear out that entity because uh, he was vicious and did yeah. not want us there. Holy cow. Yeah, that was a terrible, terrible energy. And I feel like he was a an in life a very bad person who lived, you know, running illegal things through those tunnels under the under the buildings downtown. And I do feel like he was murdered down there and he just mm -hmm. really left. And he yeah. was somebody that had to be moved along. That's a that's a big part of space clearing for us is is crossing yeah. souls over who are stuck for one reason or another. We've done a yeah. lot of those. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And we'll we'll do a whole show on that topic. Why? Oh, for sure. Crossover and what we do about it, because that's a huge thing. Well, but. and when you say, you know, like there's a ghost in this place, well, what does that mean? I mean, that, that word doesn't yeah. really have a lot of meaning. There are all different kinds of spirits and all different levels of transition. And there are dark entities. Mm -hmm. And then there are portals that have allowed entities in from other realms that don't have anything to do with this one shouldn't be here. And so it, ghost is kind of one of those words that's lost its meaning. Yeah. And so I think it's good to talk about space clearing and talk about different kinds of spirits and entities that can be present in um, a space because it can be all different kinds of things. And sometimes it's a bad thing. And a lot of times it actually is not a bad thing. I would say mm -hmm. the majority of the time, the energy that we feel in spaces is not bad. Yeah. Wouldn't you say? Definitely. Definitely. Thinking about a friend of ours who had an older couple that they frequently yes. saw in their home. It was a single mom, just one daughter and this older couple that both of them had seen many times in their house. And they didn't necessarily want us to get rid of them, but they did kind of want to know why were they there, you know? Yeah. Well, these two had lived in that home a long time ago, and they were so attached to her daughter. And she'd lived in this house since her daughter was really little and had raised her by herself, her, her daughter's entire life. And she yeah. just had the assistance of this sweet little grandma and grandpa that were just there. They were, yeah. they were at the house quite a lot because they loved her. They loved this little one. And from the time she was little, clear up until the time she was a teenager, they were just kind of there to hang out and help out. It was very sweet. And of yeah. course, we would never cross them over. You know, we would, well, we wouldn't cross one over if it wasn't their choice anyway. But, you know, these two were there. Be, they had crossed over. They were just spirits that had come to be of yeah. support and help out. And it was a beautiful thing, a healing thing. Yeah. I mean, there's a big difference between a spirit that has not crossed Mm -hmm. and spirits who have and who can return mm -hmm. and visit and you know that's that's one of the things that we determine when we go do a space clearing is is what is this what are we feeling in here yeah and is it you know usually a spirit that has not crossed is is has is very high emotion either angry or terrified or panicked mm -hmm. and it's very uncomfortable to be in their presence yeah. those who have crossed who come back and visit you know like my grandma, who she called me Chris Anna. My name is Christiana, and she always called me mm -hmm. Chris Anna. And I still, to this day, sometimes when I'm alone in my house, I hear mm -hmm. her say Chris Anna, mm -hmm. you know, and she'll touch me on the shoulder or the top of the head. And I know that she's crossed over, you know, she's been gone more than a decade now. Um, but that's a different thing mm -hmm. than feeling like that very angry entity that was attempting to harm us down in the in the second basement of the theater 
Right, totally. And usually we'll find that even a spirit that maybe is causing some chaos and maybe we, you know, they feel like they're a quote unquote bad thing. A lot of times they're not. They're lost. They're yeah. stuck. They don't know what they're doing. They just need some help. Mm-hmm. And trying so, to get somebody's attention. Yeah. So a lot of times we can just help them and get them to where they need to go. And the chaos stops. The client will call, you know, a, a week later and go, you will not believe this, but nothing. They are gone. And I'll go, yeah. I totally believe it. I've seen this lots of times. But, you know, yeah. it's, but, yeah. Now, occasionally, yes. Occasionally, yes, we run into nefarious stuff. I mean, it's mm-hmm. out there. But a lot of times it's just, it's a misunderstanding of sorts. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, because when a spirit is stuck and they, they don't fully understand, and when I, when we say stuck, it means that they they didn't fully cross over into the next realm. And so they're sort of one foot in two worlds and they uh, still have part of their ego. And so when, when we cross all the way over, we, we lose our fear and resentment and anger and all that um, ego stuff that we carry mm-hmm. around that keeps us, you know, that really keeps us alive in this lifetime. Um, we don't need that when we've crossed over. So when you feel that from someone, that's a really good indication that they're still stuck here for one, one reason or another. Yeah. Yeah, RJ wants exactly. to know, was it scary or just uncomfortable? That uh, particular one in the theater. Scary. It was, yeah, <laughs> it, it was scary. We had people who actually um, went upstairs who, who couldn't take yeah. it that were with mm-hmm. our class that were like, we're out of here. Mm-hmm. I don't think you and I were as scared because we've had a lot of experience with this kind of thing. Mm-hmm. You know, the thing is, they, the people that were with us. Yeah. yeah. The thing is, as much as uh, an entity like that wants to hurt you, they actually can't. I mean, they can yeah. try and they can make you be afraid, but to actually harm you. No, they can't. Not really. Sometimes they can make physical contact. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. when you've, you've seen houses where, uh, Babies were waking up with scratches on their faces or down their backs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've had a house we've cleared, houses. I don't know, four or five times now for stuff yeah. like that. And it clears up for like two years and then boom, it's back. Yep. But uh, we've seen houses where the animals are being harmed, you know, not not being killed, but being terrified. Yeah. We oh, saw, yeah. we were called to a house once where the the daughter was particularly, the teenage daughter was particularly being targeted, but so were the animals. There were two chihuahuas that, and this was a single wide trailer. Like there wasn't a lot of place to be in this house. And there were certain rooms those dogs would not go in for any reason. Yeah. There were times that the dogs would just be sitting in the middle of the living room and just be scooted across the floor. Like somebody had just pushed them or kicked them. The craziest thing while we were there though, is we watched, they had a cockatiel. And the cockatiel was in the bottom of the cage, screaming and flipping his wings and hopping around and acting like a hand was pressing down on his back. Yeah, he was acting like he was being held down. Yeah, and because he was. And so that one, yeah, I mean, that's so rare, so rare. But there are cases where, yes. And in that case, there was a dark entity attachment. The daughter had a dark entity attachment, which is a parasite. Yeah, that had to be cleared. And once it was, it was so weird. But like the dogs came in and they acted fine and the birds stopped freaking out. And like, you know, years of years of practice of knowing how to deal with stuff like that. We, yeah. we did it. We we cleared it. We, we you know, transmuted it and got it out of there. Yeah. The daughter quit trying to kill herself. Yeah. yeah it was problem. really so rather great. She came house. in a while later to tell us how much better she was doing since then. 
that was a really, but that's a really extreme case, you know, but that one was fairly scary. I thought, you know, I mean, we knew, we knew we could take care of it, but to watch that bird struggling like that, I will never forget what that That looked like. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, sometimes it is scary. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's just uncomfortable. Spirits feel cold. Mm-hmm. Because they don't have bodies, you know. I mean, the warmth of you is your physical body. Spirits right. don't have that, and so they do feel cold. And you know mm-hmm. what has Hollywood taught us about scary stuff? You think about any scary movie, right before the paranormal thing happens, what happens? The temperature drops, cold. right? It gets cold, and we start seeing the, uh, you know, the the breath and the stuff, and that's kind of that's real in a sense because when you feel a spirit like that, they do feel cold. They do. I mean, it's not to that extreme, but yeah. Yeah, with being scary. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, for sure. Um, But like, you know, one of the things that we've cleared a lot of that you may or may not be aware of is is portals. So portals Mm -hmm. are openings allowing spirits from other realms to come and go. And and there, there are portals that have to be here because we're, it's all about, frequency we're all you know we vibrate at a certain frequency higher realms vibrate at higher frequencies and traveling in between those things i mean we can't really go higher than what we are but things that vibrate higher than us can come down to where we are the problem with portals is number one sometimes naturally occurring portals are sitting in the middle of houses or buildings that can be a huge problem um or portals can be opened um you know, mm-hmm. unintentionally, because a lot of people don't really understand what they are. Uh, usually it's got something to do with some kind of a Ouija board or some dumb thing some kids have done that they don't understand what they're doing. It's like opening your front door and then not closing it again. And yeah. so when you leave your front door open, nice people could walk in, bad people could walk in, anyone could walk in and out, right? Yeah. And, and it's the same thing with a portal. And so we've cleared, closed and moved oh so many portals <laughs> this the one house the house yeah. that has the that we've cleared many times that sometimes the children get scratched and stuff it has a naturally occurring portal that the house was just built basically in the center of it mm-hmm. and portals like that can't be closed because they have to exist um and so i have another house that i work on pretty regularly here in idaho falls it's the same way mm-hmm. and so you move the portal out for a while and then the portal moves back in and you move it back out and you, you know it's just something that you have to kind of be aware of forever but i yeah. was thinking of that house that we cleared one time where the daughter wouldn't sleep in her room in oh the basement. yeah mm-hmm. a very new house this was mm-hmm. a large new house it wasn't the kind of house that you would expect to have a bunch of activity usually a lot of activity happens in older places where more people have lived and more experiences have happened before but this house was very new and she would never sleep in her room so they're telling us all about this and then they take us down to the room and you walk in that bedroom and I'm not kidding you. The temperature dropped 10 to 15 degrees. Like oh, it wasn't cold. You walk in that room and it's freezing in there. And there's space clearing or space heaters in there. On, in the room. On in the room. And it's just and freezing in there. Yeah. And painted on the wall is a giant portal. <laughs> like it was a big round window, like looking out into a tropical scene, but it was almost literally like they had painted what was in that room. And it was the kind of portal that was just naturally occurring that the house was built on top of, mm-hmm. but it was almost like whoever built, whoever painted the room 
sort of yeah. intuitively knew what was in there. It was so weird. And so you can close a portal or move a portal. Mm-hmm. We were able to move that portal out mm-hmm. so that, um, and, and we were standing there talking with the mom and some of the kids. And all of a sudden we all realized that it wasn't cold in that room anymore. Okay. Like you would walk in that room and it almost felt like you could feel wind. It felt breezy. Coming yeah. through that freaking picture on the wall. It was so crazy. Yeah. And again, this was like a brand new home. I mean, they had a fabulous heating system. There was no reason for one room to be like this. No, but not it was at all. So wild. Yeah. But it was just solved overnight, you know, yeah. instantly like that when you know what it is. But it's such a funny experience to walk in and find something like that. Mm-hmm. Well, and to hear from the mom, yeah, that, uh, yeah, she's sleeping in her bedroom now. It's no problem. And yeah. doesn't need the space heaters anymore. Yeah, space heaters anymore. It's it's fine now. Yeah. yeah. Kim wants to know, are portals like what Chad Dave, like Chad Daybell's portals? <laughs> I think it's what Chad Daybell's talking about. It, it probably is because they're mm-hmm. meant to be used for travel between places. Um, you know, can human beings physically transport through a portal like that? Eh, probably not. No. They're not for physical entities they are really for um spirit spirit entities only energy entities to yeah. travel to and from various places yeah. yeah yep yeah that's portals is a big that's a big one we we had a client once who um her husband died and died with the combinations to their safes and <laughs> so they had tried to the Ouija to figure out if they could contact him and get the, uh, anyway, the, the combo to the safe. Yeah. So they call us up and they're like, holy shit. And this was a really weird house anyway, because this house is in the country. And apparently a long time ago, the people that lived there lived in uh, just absolute chaos mm-hmm. and there was garbage everywhere. And the house was condemned and it was just basically just a a horrific scene of stuff and hoarding and a condemned house. And the county's answer to it, because no one claimed the house after the people that lived there died or claimed the property. And it was probably an acre or maybe even a couple. It was, it was, there's a fair amount of property there. The county's answer to it was they came in with an enormous backhoe and dug a huge old hole and pushed all of that shit into the hole and Closed it up. Just buried it all. Buried it all. And then, years later, a brand new home was built on top of all of this stuff. Yeah. And every once in a while, something would emerge from the earth, like a fork or the head of a baby doll. No kidding. Can you imagine? Or (laughs) a car. Yep. Remember the car? Car. Yeah. They literally buried a car. Mm -hmm. It was insane. Yep. And but so all the of house that energy around had, that stuff just got stuffed in the ground. Mm-hmm. So the house already had a significant amount of energetic issues because of yeah. all of that. Then they did the, uh, you know, the Ouija board, and they started having some serious activity in that house. They did. So we came out. We walked into the kitchen, the kitchen and dining room and living room. There was kind of a great area there, you know. Yeah. You walk into the dining room and it's apparent there's a huge portal in here. And yeah. one of us said, uh, somebody been doing Ouija in here? They got all funny and weird and they're like, yeah, yes, 
we know you guys have always said don't do that, but we did that. You know, we were trying to get the safe combo, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we posted up. We cleared the whole house. It was a huge ordeal. That house was full of antiques. There was just a ton oh, of energy there. And about six weeks later, she calls us up and she's like, I really don't want to have to tell you this, but. <laughs> and I was like, no. And she goes, well, we wanted to try one more time. <laughs> they did it again. And we went and closed it up again. But mm-hmm. yeah, we've seen lots of that. Lots of trouble because of Ouija. Well, and I think people just don't understand what they're doing. You know, right. you can't just open a door and invite anything in. That's a that's a dangerous practice. Uh-huh. And and most people don't recognize it. And often it's almost always teenagers that do it because, you know, they're rebelling and that's supposed to be an evil thing. And the thing is using a Ouija board is not evil. It's just that you don't know who you're inviting through the door, right. you know, and you also don't know how to close the door. Right. So it creates a bad situation where you've got this opening where ent- entities are coming and going and, um, you know, causing all kinds of, you know, maybe you've got lights flickering, you've got, you know, dark figures at the foot of your bed at night and, yeah, you door know, slamming. doors slamming. Yeah. All kinds of stuff happening. Stuff you don't disappearing. know Disappearing. Yeah. Yeah. And it's kind of like your house has become Grand Central Station because you've got this doorway. Yeah. And things are coming, coming and going through it. So it's definitely uh, one of our, you know, one of our uh, almost not every house, but nearly every house we go to, we're like, oh, yeah, somebody's been doing something like that here. Yeah. Or, or just asking, do you guys know if there's been that here? The other one that tends to attract a lot of energy you don't want in a space is serious substance abuse. And yeah. I'm not talking about smoking a joint or, you know, having a glass of wine. I'm talking about like a meth house, yeah. like really serious substance abuse stuff. Holy shit. The stuff we have seen. Oh, and how yeah. The, the the energies and entities that are attracted to the energy of that drug are mm. just bonkers. We have yeah. seen some crazy shit. Yeah. with stuff like that yeah yeah definitely we've got several things in the chat we might want to yeah uh, missy said have we ever had to recommend a client just move i don't think so no have i we? don't think so either everything can be cleared every energy that is one of the great things about working with energy is it's so much easier than working with physical things is everything yeah. can be cleared everything can be healed Everything can be released and shifted and changed. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. We've ever had a space we felt like wasn't cleared up. I mean, sometimes things come back, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. But, it, it depends on yeah. what they're built on. Sometimes there's something in the earth under them. Sometimes there's a natural occur- naturally occurring portal nearby where there needs some maintenance. But yeah. yeah, I never have said, okay, you just have to leave this house. I, I, I've never heard that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You guys, I promise we'll do a mediumship show, mediumship show soon. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to, probably won't do a lot of mediumship tonight. We really don't. I wondered if we should do a mediumship show next week since it's well, you know, Halloween week. Halloween week. Yep, let's yeah, let's do. So we'll definitely address mediumship and do some re- mediumship readings for you next week. Yeah. So I promise. Okay, but a couple of things. So Stephanie said, My older sister was renting a house in the Poconos. She had a long hallway that led to a bathroom and three bedrooms. I was coming down the hallway towards the living room. Then extremely cold air 
sent me almost flying down the hallway till I got to the entryway of the living room. My sister and her wife were at work. My two young sons were in the living room with our dogs. The dogs got so scared they would not go into that hallway. And the rest of the time we were there, my sister said, I bring stuff like that on. (laughs) (laughs) No, you're just very sensitive to it. So you feel it. Yep. She said she's had many other experiences, good and bad. Yeah. You're just sensitive to it. You noticed it. Yeah. Yeah. It's probably been there the whole time. And, and other people, not everybody is sensitive to that kind of thing. Right. Yeah. No, but you noticed. Yeah. Yeah. You noticed. And there was definitely, obviously some activity going on in that house that hit you in the face. Yeah. One of the best things that you can do when something like that happens is stand your ground and ask, what are you trying to tell me? Uh Because often if something gets your attention, there's there's a message there. They're trying to tell you something. It may simply be that they're asking for help, that -hmm. they're stuck or have, you know, something they don't, they don't understand where they are. Mm -hmm. But um, honestly, being afraid of it is, I mean, it's, it's, it's a very natural human reaction. But if you can get past that and just ask out loud or in your head, what, what do you need? Why are you here? Um, You'll often know exactly why just, you'll Uh just feel it. Mm -hmm. I've often asked somebody when they told me they had experience like that. Well, did you ask them what they wanted? And they're like, no, why? Well, because they were trying to talk to you, obviously. So you should probably ask what they want. And if you're a sensitive person, that's when, you know, one of the reasons you'll have experiences like that is because they can get through to you. They may have been trying to get through to people for 50 years and they finally got through to you. So it's Mm -hmm. okay to ask, why are you here? What do you need? What can I do? That kind of thing. Um, Somebody asked, what is mediumship? And mediumship is is speaking to those who have crossed over. Mm -hmm. And Katie is a medium. So Mm -hmm. next week we will definitely do some mediumship. Yeah. We'll talk a bunch about mediumship and, We'll do some mediumship for you guys, for sure. Uh, Cooper's friend said, I've heard of individuals changing, i.e. moody or angry, after moving into a house. Are spirits able to affect the mood of one's personality? And if so, how? Yeah, most definitely. Yeah. And the, just the energy of the house. So it may not actually be spirits. It might just be that that house needs a clearing. Yeah. Because, you know, clearing, again, isn't really clearing spirits. It's clearing the energy of the space. Right. That just need to be cleared up. So yeah, both. It's, it's generally vibrational. You know, somebody goes mm-hmm. from being happy and feeling good to vibration being low, feeling tired, angry, irritable. You know, no um, motivation, that kind of thing. It's almost mm-hmm. always because their energy is low. Mm-hmm. Um, part of your question was how. Well, you know, if you live with someone who is a dick every day. You know, mm-hmm. it's always pissed off, always in a storm cloud. You may find yourself kind of falling into that same kind of energy. Yep. No, it's just the same. Mm-hmm. It, it's likely that no one's actually like actively working on making you unhappy. But if you're around spirits that you're not seeing that are unhappy, which again is fairly rare. But if you are, that could be rubbing off on your vibe too. Yeah, mm-hmm, definitely. It, it's called energetic entrainment. We have a tendency to match up to the energies around us. And so it's just like, you know, when you're, when you're with your negative friends, you're negative, you know, mm-hmm. when you start your day off bad, then it continues to stay bad because we match up to the energy around us. And so if you mm-hmm. live in a house full of negative energy, you're going to start feeling that way too. Mm-hmm. Well, the good about- news is fixing the energy in the house will also solve your problem. Yeah. Well, if you think about like 
I hear this from people a lot that they work with someone who is really negative and at the end of the day, they're just exhausted from having to put up with that, you know? And so maybe you go into work in a good mood, feeling really good and feeling okay. And then you, by the time you get home from work, you can hardly get off the couch and you're just pissed at the world because you've been dealing with this. You know, it is that energetic entrainment that, you know, she actually probably got some upliftment from you during the day and you got some of, got bogged down from her, you know. Yep. It's, yeah, there's sort of this balancing of you pulled her up, she pulled you down kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. Have you ever cleared a psychiatric hospital? And if so, how? That's an interesting question because, Christy, you had to do some uh, internships in a psychiatric hospital. Yes. Did you... Did you feel like you needed to do some clearing work or uh, I didn't clear that home. hospital, but yes, I have cleared a psychiatric hospital before and that's done by distance. It's energy. It's, it's, it's energy healing and it's done from a distance. Um, mm -hmm. To give you an example, I used to work in a group foster home. I, I was the clinical supervisor of a group foster home. We weren't allowed to burn anything, of course, because this was a house with kids. Um, my office was in the basement. And so mm -hmm. I used to stand in the basement and I would hold out my hands and I'm a master energy healer. So I did a lot of energy work, but I would hold out my hands and I would fill that house up with this bright, sparkly white light. And it would, it, it was like water rushing out of my hands and it would start in the basement and it would fill all the way up to the next floor and all the way up and out the roof and like blow the energy out the top of the house. And I used to do that pretty much on a daily basis because we had a house of 12 teenagers with mental health problems. And so you can imagine what that must've been like. Yeah, that and worse. Um, but yes, I have done uh, psychiatric hospitals the same way, like sitting in my car in front of them because I, I'm a social worker and I used to go into places like that. Um, or even just in my mind's eye to picture it and fill it up with um white lights is, is a great way to, i've done that with uh, walmart many times or other places that i needed to go that felt uncomfortable um doctor's offices hospitals that kind of thing mm -hmm. fill them up with white light if that's all you need you know if if you don't have skills behind it it's super easy to simply visualize filling a place with white light and replacing the dark with the light is an mm -hmm. easy way of thinking of using your intention to clear a space mm -hmm. because dark cannot exist where there is light. It's yep. an easy concept, right? Yep. You turn on the light. It's not dark anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Leah said she had to switch off the debate. She's happy. We're here for a breath of fresh air. Leah, you gave it the old college try. I did too, for a few minutes through one of my favorite TikTokers, but I finally went, I don't know. I was really I glad we this. were going to be on the air. For <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is funner. I'm glad you're here. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Oh, let's see. I missed it. Uh, Missy wanted to know, did our mother or grandmothers teach us how to manage our gifts? No, no, they did not. <laughs> they had them themselves, but they didn't. We, we really yeah. are first generation of figuring mm -hmm. this out. Mm -hmm. We had gifted relatives. Well, I'll tell you, <laughs> on one side of our family, years ago, we were at a funeral for a really old aunt and another cousin approached me that's older than my parents, the older lady. And she said, I'm so excited about the work you girls are doing. I didn't know that you had the family gift. And I said, family gift. And she said, yeah, the family gift. She said, 
there's a long history of people on the side of the family that are healers and seers. And she went on and on. And I went, I have never been told this before. Well, our grandma would have never talked about that in a billion years. Our grandma mm-hmm. whispered words like divorce or pregnant. Yeah, you know, she, did. she would have never said psychic. No. So we didn't, uh, we, we had never been told this and it really cracked me up because, or and fascinated me because we hadn't been told. So she said, there is a family history. There is a written history and you really need to see it. So she told me what family member to approach. And so I did. And that family member lied to my face and told me that it doesn't exist and that she has no idea what I'm talking about. Yeah. So I went back to the other, uh, to Susan, who told me that in the first place and said, so uh, she says it doesn't exist. And she went, oh, well, they're not going to live forever. And then you'll get a hold of it. But basically, (laughs) we... We left our religion of birth and the family members in question don't apparently feel like we need that information because we aren't doing the thing. Yeah, so, we're not deserving, I guess, which is fine. Yeah. We don't, we didn't need it. We still don't. Right. Right. We did have a very intuitive mom who encouraged our intuition. Yeah. But as oh, far yeah. as figuring all this stuff out, that's us. Yeah, that was on us for sure. Yeah. Kim wants to know, is there any way of figuring out if my feelings are correct? Well, first of all, start trusting them, Kim. Yeah. Start trusting them. Start trusting them and see what happens. Yep. That is the way. Yep. (laughs) JR says, when you tell people that you're psychics, how do people react? Well, (laughs) in hilarious ways. And for a long time, when people would ask me what I do for a living... I would be like, oh, I, I'm a consultant, you know, or something like that. Because I'm a I didn't, spiritual counselor, you know. Yeah. But then finally I got to a point that I'm like, I'm really tired of this. And I'm tired of people. I don't care what people think of me. So why? But this will be, a, you know, like one of my kids' softball games, you know. And I'm sitting with a mom I haven't ever met before. And she's like, what do you do for a living? I'm a professional psychic. Oh, Really? Yeah, I, I work on a hotline. I I help people all day. It's what I do. And you know what? More often than not, I have gotten a, well, that, that's actually really cool. That sounds really interesting. Uh, mostly to my face, yeah. at least. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, most people don't dare, you know, be nasty to your face. But it, it is <laughs> shocking when you say that to somebody. They are rather stunned. Mm-hmm. A lot of times people will go, "Do you do you know what I'm thinking? And I go, no, but that's not my job. And also I would never read you without your permission. Oh, <laughs> right. That's always the okay. fear is that you're reading someone's mind. You know, and that's just, there are but a lot I'll of different what, ways to read, but that's not one of them. So, <laughs> but my kids' friends all the way, like up through high school and now contact me quite a bit for help because yeah. uh, either because they did something really stupid and went to a really dangerous place and picked up some really scary entity that terrorized them for about four months before they came to talk to me about it. Uh, Cause that happened a while ago, but, yeah. or just whatever, like my son's one of his best friends from high school, his dorm was haunted and Oh my goodness, they had stuff going on. And these aren't kids that believe in this kind of stuff at all, but it was happening, you know? And so what do you yeah. do? You, you don't have to be a believer, but when, the cupboard doors are opening and slamming all night long. You suddenly are, you know. Right. So, when when it's right in your face, you can't really help it. 
But I'll tell you one thing, JR, for sure. I don't care if people believe in me or not. That's something that I really Mm -hmm. had to get into a place of, if you don't believe in this stuff, that's cool. You don't have to, you know, you're probably not my client. But that was for me a good spot to get to where I go. I'm really, really happy with my career path. I'm really happy with the work that I do. And if other people think that's totally bonkers, that's okay. That doesn't bother me a bit. Well, we know who we are. You know, we wouldn't be doing what we're doing publicly, you know, live streaming on YouTube talking about this if we didn't know exactly who we are. Mm-hmm. And and have had you know decades of experiences to back that up for ourselves. Absolutely. So, yeah. yeah. Joe wants to know how do I connect to my gifts better? Well, I'm, I'm going to give you the same answer I gave Kim. You start to trust them mm-hmm. when you have a feeling about something. You trust it. You trust it. You yep. follow it. Give yourself some chances to validate yourself. Yeah. Yep. Uh, <laughs> and also meditate every day. This is what I, I tell everyone that asks me this: meditate every day. 15 minutes. You don't really have to give more than that, but 15 minutes every day really helps you to shift your frequency into the place you want it to be in order to receive information. And then the other part of that is keep a psychic journal. Yep. You know, Chris, you talked about this a little bit last week, but any hit that you get, whether you can verify it or not, keep a psychic journal. And then the last part of that is to take, learn some energy healing. Mm-hmm. It's a very really. important part of it. Reiki classes or some, you know, any other kind of energy healing that really resonates with you. I am amazed at how much that helps people open up their intuition. And it helps you to, you guys, typically, if you have some gifts, you're very empathic, the energy around you, you're affected by a lot. When you learn some energy techniques, you stop being a victim to the energy around you and you start being in charge of it. And when you can be in charge of the energy around you, it's easy, so much easier to get energetic or to get to use your own gifts and to be able to get hits and work on that plane because you're not just jerked around all the time. It right. makes a huge difference. Right. Yeah. It puts you in control. Yeah. Cranky says Reiki helped me a lot. Me too. Me too. RJ says it yes. is. I have always resisted letting my gifts develop due to fear, you know, and, and that's really understandable, particularly if you grew up in a, religion that taught you it was a bad thing, you know, you, you have to determine for yourself what's right and what's right for you. And and the thing is, it's always a choice. You don't yep. have to use your intuition. You don't have to develop your spiritual gifts if you don't want to. I think it's a loss for you if you don't, but it's not a requirement. No. However, there are ways to work through that fear. And I Definitely. get it. And do I get it? Mm-hmm. I yep. do too. I, I totally get that because we were certainly yeah. raised that way. Oh, that, yeah. that what we do for a living now is, you know, evil or whatever, you know, and, and I know it's not. Yeah. doesn't feel that way at all. Um, yep. But some of it is just reaching out and, and getting some different perspective and getting some guidance and help. Yep. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Well, and, you know, yes, for me, because I was a medium since I was a kid and I was always, I was scared for many, many years of uh, things that, uh, of spirits. Oh my God. I drove myself crazy. I was ridiculous. And <laughs> now, now I think, but <laughs> then it made sense. But yeah. um, Sylvia Brown, I love Sylvia Brown when I was a teenager and my early twenties. Oh, I adored her. And she said in one of her books, you'll see scarier things on TV than you'd ever see in the spirit world. And, you know, I just kept going back to that and reminding myself of that. You'll see scarier things on TV. 
uh, which is absolutely true. It I is. finally learned that there was really nothing to be afraid of. I mm. was, I was afraid because of what I'd seen on TV yeah. more than anything else. And boy, that helped me. It still helps me sometimes if I want to talk myself into being freaked out, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I, I hope that that helps, but yeah, getting some mentoring makes a big, big difference in, because sometimes you need somebody to bounce some things off of, you know, mm -hmm. this is pretty new territory, both. Yeah. 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 Mouth of the South wanted to know when you tell people you're psychic, how many ask you for lottery numbers? Oh yeah, that's happened. Oh, I'm all the time. Like, Bro, do you see what I'm driving? Yeah. <laughs> you think if doesn't I could predict like those? Uh, yeah. yeah. doesn't work like that. And, and, you know, just that also implies the idea that winning the lottery is actually a good thing for you. And, you know, the whole yeah. point of all of this is to help drive you in a direction that's positive for you and good for you. And I don't know if you've ever done any research about what happens to lottery winners, but it's not good. Yeah. Not good. Right. And we all go, well, well, I can handle it. Well, you think so. But <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Oh, I wanted to share. Uh, is there a prediction or reading that shocked you or a dream that came true? Let me tell you my dreams that come true. I don't know if this is a dream that comes. This is what happens to me. If I ever have a technological problem, if there's ever anything wrong with my computer or some technology in my house, I will have a dream about how to fix it. And when I get up in the morning, I do what the dream said and it fixes it. It's happened 50 times in my life, I bet. It's a crazy thing. I'll go to bed super frustrated because I can't solve this technological problem. I'll wake up in the morning knowing exactly what to do. And it's because I dreamed about what to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's happened to me so many times. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, so wild. Yeah. I had had this prediction really makes me laugh, but I had done I didn't do them this year. But last year in January for the radio network that I work on, I work for one, two radio. And I had done a prediction show for them about, you know, things that were going to happen during the year. And one of my predictions and this is stupid because now I can't remember her name. Who used to be Trump's? Uh, media person his first one. one the first one that was well not the one they hid in the bushes the one after him the girl the woman that was with him for a few years i cannot think of oh her name. um yeah i know who you mean but i can't oh i just keep wanting to say kellyanne conway and that's incorrect and that's no. where my brain is stuck anyway but i had predicted that she would be leaving the white house in june of that year and it really makes me laugh because one of my uh, colleagues that I was on that show. Oh, oh Huckabee. Sarah Huckabee, Huckabee Sanders. Yes, Huckabee Sanders. I had said that in June of this year, and this was in January, that Sarah Huckabee Sanders would be leaving the White House. And one of the people that I was on that show with really laughed. She's like, uh-huh. Yeah, I'll believe that when I see it. And it just made me laugh because in June, Sarah Huckabee Sanders left the White House. <laughs> she sure did. And we had a good laugh about it, that that's what I was told. And that's what happened. Mm -hmm. um, I was also told that year that we'd have a technology for cell phone batteries that they would charge much, much, much faster and that that would be released sometime in September. And that also happened. I mean, mm -hmm. those are just those are random ones, but that those are two that kind of came up for me right now. But uh, I don't yeah. always, you know, I, predictions are interesting because when you're predicting the future, you're predicting things as they sit right now. Right. But things can change. There are very few things that are really set in stone in this world. And right. so, so many people's choices yeah. and free will are um, mixed up in yeah. that, that it's not a really good way to utilize a, a psychic or a psychic reading, honestly. Yeah. 
It's a yeah. lot better to ask questions about what should I do right now? How do I improve mm-hmm. this right now rather than what's going to happen in six months? Because, you know, mm-hmm. it, depending on what the question is, you know, you could have a hundred people that have a decision to yeah. make that could affect that one thing. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Or what happened with, or tell me what, you know, like I'll have somebody that calls me and says, um, I had a meeting with my boss today and I'm not really sure how he felt about what I said. Can you help me look into it? Things like that are so useful in this kind of work to help people to, to, to read people, to feel situations. But yeah, yeah, predictive work, I'll do it. I have colleagues that refuse to do it. I will do it, but I'll do it with that caveat that if everything stays on the same trajectory it's on right now, this is what I really see coming from that. But we know that butterfly effect is always in effect, you know, that things still can change. Well, just like for yourself, I mean, you can hear that and decide to make a decision to change the outcome and you can change the outcome. Mm. I mean, that's entirely possible. So the idea that everything is destined and set in stone and all that, it's not true. It's not true at all. Rarely, rarely is something like that the case. Yeah. Well, we got far from our topic of uh, space clearing here. Let's take a few more minutes and just talk about how to carry out a very basic space clearing. Yes, I know you have some equipment in front of you. Yeah, so I do. So I have an abalone shell. I have a stick of sage. This is desert sage that I gather and wrap from the desert around my home. I have, well, matches. You got to have that. I have a feather wand to spread my smoke. And I have some rose hydrosol. So when Christy and I do a space clearing, the first thing we do is we go in the home. We interview the client about why are we here? What's happening? What's going on that we need to know about, right? And then we make an action plan from there. We always light a white candle and a black candle. The black candle is really, really important. What black candles do is black candles help to transmute heavier energies into the home and transmute them into light. And then white candles, of course, just help to invite light in. So we always do both. Never shy away from black candles. People are really weird about them. They're super useful and should be used, should be used frequently. And then the next thing we do is we start clearing. So we're going to light up our smudge. So we'll do that first. There's always an argument about whether or not you should, I am, whether you should actually uh, use a lighter or a match. I just think that fire is fire and that we don't really have to split hairs about something like that. But you will find in the new age world, there's lots of opinions about what you should and should not do. So Right. Lots of rules. But remember that somebody just made that rule themselves. So don't feel obligated. We're not big fans of too many rules. No. I'm going to blow it out and let it start smoking. So the first thing I would do is use the smoke from the smudge to clear all of my equipment. And so Christy and I will clear each other with the smoke. So we would literally stand in front of and behind each other and use the feather, mm-hmm. right, to guide the smoke where you want it. So that's an important part of that. And then we would clear any other equipment that we're planning on using. And then we would start in the basement. And one of us will do 
all of the smudge used to smoke. I think mine went out that quick. Um, but we would go ahead and move through the basement. One of us running the smudge with the smoke and the other of us using some kind of vibrational therapy. Now, this is really, really important because you need some kind of vibration to break up stuck energy because yep. there are places that hold energy like nobody's business. Places like the utility room, mm -hmm. under the seats, under the beds, storage the rooms, storage rooms. Yeah, storage rooms are kind of the worst. That, yeah, they need a lot of help. So what do you use for that? You can use a bell. I brought a little bell to show you. You can be just ringing a bell. You mm -hmm. couldn't be using, we usually use a singing bowl. You mm -hmm. need chiming a singing bowl. You can use chimes. You could use your voice. You could clap, but some mm -hmm. kind of vibration. Sing, yeah. yeah, to help clear that out is really, really important. So we would do that first. So the person that goes first into every space, is the vibrational therapy person. They're the person that are breaking up all this energy. Next person coming through is with the smudge, sending that smoke all over every single space from the basement all the way upstairs. So you're going to always start downstairs and work your way up. Yep. You, I like to have a window cracked somewhere so mm -hmm. that the smoke has an easy way to get out. Yep, and it's taking that energy with it, just taking yeah. it away. So when that's all done, and you've done all of your sound, your vibration, you've done all of the smudging in all of the house. The next tool you have to have is a pendulum. Yep. Because you want to your unicorn horn pendulum that you made. <laughs> this is an awesome pendulum, you guys. I love this. So it's so ridiculous. I actually took it to the witch's fair and my husband was like, nobody's gonna buy that. It's huge, it's ridiculous. And I went, Cool, I hope they don't, because I want it. And guess what? No one did. So it's mine. Here's so. another kind too that I have. Yeah. This is yeah. So I know my kids. I love some very know. unflattering things about what they think this looks like. I was pretty <laughs> offended. I won't tell you. You'll probably figure it out. But it is a unicorn horn for Christ's sake. Anyway, yes. so you take your pendulum, and this is really important because the pendulum answers a very important question. Yeah. You would stand in the center of the space, and I know that for me. If my pendulum swings in a clockwise position, that's a yes. And if it swings in a counterclockwise position, that's a no. You would have to decide that for yourself with your pendulum, right? And every pendulum's a little different, but that's how this one works for me. So I would stand in the middle of the upstairs space and I would say, is the entire house completely clear? And then I'm going to wait for the answer. So good news. My house feels good. Uh so I'm getting a good yes. If I got a no, then I would stop. And you frequently do get a no mm -hmm. the first pass through. And then I would ask, is it the basement that is still not clear? So this is giving me a no because I don't have a basement. But <laughs> then I would say, is it? And then I would start going room by room. Yeah. At that point, I would just walk into each room and just stand in the middle of it. Is this room completely clear? And of course, I'm getting a yes. But if I got a no... Then I would start moving from spot to spot. Now, from all these years of doing this, I know that the beds are bitches about getting clear. So right. I'm probably going to go, okay, I'm going to the bedrooms and I'm going to address the beds, you know. But yeah. you narrow it down and sometimes it's more than one space too. Sometimes you discover, oh, well, there's actually the closet in this room and the, you know, bed in this room. And then you go back in 
with your bell or your singing bowl or whatever and your smudge and you clear it all again. And then you ask the pendulum again, is it all clear? And when you finally get an all clear, and sometimes you'll get an all clear on your first pass through. A lot of times you don't, and that's okay. That's why you use the pendulum so that you know what you're dealing with, right? Right. And then you go back through with your rose hydrosol. Why? Because what you're doing with clearing is you are cleaning the slate, right? So now you want to start drawing on the chalkboard what you actually do want in this space. Yeah. And rose for a couple of reasons. Roses are considered to be associated with attracting angels. Mm-hmm. And roses are the highest frequency flower. Yep. And so when you're spraying rose hydrosol in your space, you're spraying in the highest frequency that you can get. Yeah. To just invite happy, good, loving, wonderful things back into this space. Yep. Then we always join hands together with Christy and I and then whatever clients are there and or if it's just one of us. So we do it ourselves, but we do a healing circle to invite everything back in the space we would like to have there. And we invite people to speak out loud. So we'll be standing in a circle, like maybe with two or three people that live there. Mm -hmm. And just randomly, people are saying peace, cooperation, joy. You know, the family members know, like, what have we not had in this house? You know, (laughs) Right. Yeah. What do we need to bring back in that's been missing? Yeah. And so... You know, and that always kind of cracks me up because the homeowners know or the kids that live there, you'll hear the kids be like, cooperation, you know, <laughs> they know. It getting along. Yeah, getting along, <laughs> being kind to each other, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, so that's how you do it. That's how you do a basic space clearing. Um, yeah. And again, we recommend you do that every so often. You know, really every season change is a good idea. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a good reminder. You know, I don't know about you guys, mm-hmm. but our mom was a big fall cleaner and spring cleaner. She had all these, you know, specific tasks mm-hmm. that we did at season changes in the house. And I, I think of space clearing the same way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me too. Me too, for sure. And then, of course, whenever there's a change in the house, you know, if you're moving before you ever list that house. Do a good clearing to clear Ooh, as much of your energy 100%. out of that house as you can. So Super that people can for selling see it. Yeah, as a space that they could see themselves in. If you're moving into a new space before an iota of your stuff moves in there, clear the space really yep. good. Not if you buy a used place. item of any sort, clear it. Either do a good clearing while it's in the garage or, you know, or in the front yard. Or if you do bring it in the house, just clear it once you bring it in there. Yeah. We have seen so many used items, not just antiques, but used items mm-hmm. bring some pretty happy energy into people's houses. So oh, yeah. it's just a good policy that if you bring something in, just do a little work. Just work on the work on the um, policy that um, other people don't do it because in general they don't. So, yeah. Lauren says do it at daylight savings time. That's a really good idea. Mm-hmm. It's a great Remember idea. Remember that we always do this. Or at the solstices yeah. and the equinoxes. Yeah. Yeah, I like the solstices and equinoxes for that too. Yeah, for sure. 
so that's that's the crux of space clearing. And we'll talk about this stuff more a lot, I'm sure. Mm -hmm. Now, next week we will do a mediumship show since it is just a couple of days off of the Day of the Dead. The yeah. scale is very in this time of year. So Perfect we'll talk a lot about mediumship. We'll do some mediumship readings. Uh, Missy has one question I thought we might take a quick look at before we go. She said, would you say in your professional opinion that Chad Daybell was abusing his spiritual gifts or was he just making things up to manipulate people and get what he wanted? I would say an emphatic both. Mm -hmm. I think Chad believed his own hype. I mean, you have to be really careful and recognize that you're still a human. You're still fallible. You're still mm -hmm. looking at things through your own perception. You have to be careful. Nobody's right all the time and yeah. nobody can overcome the fact that you're human. Um, but I, th I think he went way too far, but yeah, I also yeah. think I agree with you, Katie, that it's both that mm -hmm. he figured out that he could also mm -hmm. manipulate people and get what he wanted with it. Oh yeah. If you talk to and people that, that knew him, knew. you know, he made a lot of predictions and did a lot of readings for people that were absolutely accurate. Yeah. He wasn't just scamming people, at least not in the beginning. However, yeah. a lot of people that were in those inner circles will say that, he wasn't interested in something or talking about having experience with, with something until someone else did. Like yeah. his family had never heard him speak of a near-death experience until he published a couple of books about NDEs for other people. And suddenly he starts talking about two NDEs that he supposedly had that his family yeah. had never heard shit about. Yeah. So there, I think there was kind of both layers of that with him. I think so. Yeah. Too. Yeah. Yeah. Runs um, with scissors wants to know is there a special stone for a pendulum? No, you can mm -hmm. use whatever feels good to you. Mm -hmm. uh, and it doesn't even have to be a stone, it could be wood or metal, too. Yeah, or resin, in the case of a you or know resin. fancy little yeah. unicorn horn. Yeah. <laughs> True. But, so no, just whatever feels good for you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Katie, if people wanted to get a reading with you, where would they do that? If you want to get a reading with me, go over to katie-weaver.com. And that there's a link there to help connect you to the hotline that I work on, which is actually called one listencom But you can connect to me if you just go to my website. But also, if you head to my website, katie-weaver.com, you can find our Etsy store. You can find all of the stuff that we do with radio and broadcast. You can find the deck of cards that we've published and the book that I've published, mm -hmm. uh, both of them. And... There's a little pop-up that shows up when you first go to the page. It's annoying, I know, but it helps because I do send out a free daily reading. It comes out every morning at 6 a.m. Mountain, and I, I would love for you to be on my list. So if you want to subscribe, that's the way to do it. I also publish a magazine once a week on Thursday or Tuesday mornings that Christy's a contributor of. Mm -hmm. And if you sign up for that daily reading, the Daily Dish, you'll also receive Luminous Magazine once a week. And it's all free. So yeah. yeah, come over and check it out. I would love to send it to you guys. Absolutely. If people would like to get a reading with you. Yeah. So I'm available at mysticsense.com. So I'm a, a different kind of reader than Katie. I'm a, I'm a kinetic empath and aura reader. So I read the energy bodies of people and the energetic connections between people and situations. And so I do a lot of relationship work. I do a lot of work around jobs and connections to things. I do tons of trauma work. And I'm available at mysticsense.com. And over there, my name is Chris Anna. Remember how I said earlier that my grandma's nickname for me was Chris Anna as a little girl? Well, that's my name at Mystic Sense. So you can find me there. Uh, I'm available there every day. Perfect. All righty. You guys are the best. Thanks for being yeah. here. 
Thank you so much for being here. And of course, we will be back on Monday with a new case for you. And, you know, every Wednesday with our update and Thursdays with our psychic show. And we really appreciate your presence with us. And we are just about to hit 20,000 downloads on uh, our um on the on our podcast stream not uh, we're we're way beyond that now on youtube but the podcast stream itself is about to hit 10 20,000 so we really really appreciate all of your presence with us whether you're here live with us on youtube or you're listening to this later in a podcast we just we're here because we love you yeah well and when we hit 20,000 yeah, we're giving some shirts away. We're giving away some t-shirts. So we have, we're getting ready to do a merch drop. I really wanted to do it this week. I still think we will do it tomorrow. I just, um, we had a family member in crisis that I, a lot of my energy has gone into this week. And that's fine. Yeah. Family comes first, you know, it's what it is. But that is our plan. So we ha- we will have our t-shirts out, but we're going to give away two t-shirts when we hit 20,000 downloads. So you want to go follow us over on Facebook, which is True Crime Paranormal on Facebook, because we'll have a drawing over there once we hit that 20,000 to celebrate. Big news. Yeah. Yeah. So exciting. So thank you both. Thank you all so much. And we will be back soon with uh, more true crime and more paranormal. Have a great night. Take care, guys. If you're enjoying this podcast, don't forget to like and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. If you're watching us on YouTube, you can always like and subscribe there as well. We also love comments and reviews. True Crime Paranormal is hosted by Katie Weaver and Christy Brower and produced by Christy Brower. True Crime Paranormal is a short girl productions podcast.